Shalom Aleichem. Peace and health upon all listening. Shalom to the elect scattered abroad and the strangers who are attached by HaSemach, the branch, in whom we believe and declare to the esteem of our father, Yahuwah. HaSemach, the branch, who is our sovereign and master, Yahusha HaMashiach, the Messiah, the word made flesh, the son of Elohim. Welcome to Bread and Wine. This is the Bread and Wine Podcast. Once again, this is the Bread and the Wine Podcast. Just like a pimp named Slickback. Just like a tribe called Quest. You gotta say the whole thing. The Bread and Wine Podcast. I am Yahuka said, one of your hosts. And to matter of fact, across from me is Caleb Ben Yashraw. And to his right is uh- Whoa, not, uh, not sorry, Yahoo. Not so, yo, not Sar's back. Yeah, Yahoo, where you at? Oh, I forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. So, yeah, we so, got one and lost so, the other. That's crazy. We get not sorry, but Yahoo is not here. But anyway, so once again, this is the Bread and Wild podcast, and we are in the building. We are recording, we are live, and we're going to talk about what we're going to talk about today. Today, we're going to talk about. Dealing with people outside of the walk, not necessarily witnessing, right? Even though that is something we'll talk about one day, but just dealing with people in the the world outside of the walk. What do you mean by dealing with? Uh, Living amongst, living with, um, doing business with, uh, having them being in your family. Um, Some of some of us, you know, have a lot of friends who are in the walk fully Mm -hmm. or at all, you know. Uh, having co-workers in the walk, just, you know, living in this world with people who are not necessarily keeping Torah ignorantly because they don't know. It can be people you were in class with, uh, co-workers, like uh, he said, uh, people you're trying to do business relations with, people like if you're athletic, sports teams, neighbors, um, friendships, uh, anything where you, you have to interact with people who don't have your belief. Not, that's not meaning that they reject it, but they simply don't have it. Maybe they don't know. So more like being in the world, but not of it. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Which we have to because we're here. We're here. Okay. We're here. Yeah, this, this is where we at. All right, this, this, this is where we at. So, um... Let's see. We got so, some examples. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess what or who would be a good example of someone that we can say was in the world but not of the world? Quite a few people. Okay, you know what? You want to start with like the first, like the first written account of, oh, also we're going to use some scriptural examples 
what these characters like was written about them and their character and the narratives about them. That's what we're going to use. And we're going to try to glean from that, Come how we can apply that to our day as well and learn from what's written. Yeah. And, and you'll notice in that too, some of these people they got along very well with some of these people they got along with not so well. Um, you know, a lot of times when we have this conversation, we like to think about, Oh yeah, it's just us getting along with people in the world. But sometimes, um, they're not going to get along with you. And it's not always because of the walk. Sometimes you just rub them the wrong way or they rubbed you the wrong way or whatever. It's just natural human dislike. Some of them got problems. They don't like nobody. So, And then, of course, sometimes it is issues <laughs> with like the walk. Nobody. You know, they, they have a problem with your belief and therefore they have a problem with you. There's all kinds of reasons why there could be conflict between you and somebody in the walk or somebody not in the, in the walk in the world. Um, and, and again, we'll bring up examples of that. And then, like I said, we'll have examples of people who uh, actually got along very well with uh, other people outside of the walk, whether they were friends or whatever the case may be. Um, and then, again, you have some people that just did business with folks outside the walk, you know. I also like to add, uh, though we're using that term, people of the world, don't assume that we mean that negatively or that they're bad people because they're still great, wonderful moral upstanding people out here but they just don't have the observance mm -hmm. that you carry but so um mm. just, just don't want to have that negative interaction or that negative connotation when we talk about people of the world it doesn't mean they're bad though some you might want to stay away from but this is not to say that everyone who is not uh in your belief or have that understanding it doesn't mean that they're bad yeah. maybe they just need somebody to show them something they just yeah. need some light. Like I said, mm -hmm. almost like what I said the other uh, the other day. I, I want I said it mostly to add clarification, but you know, the the system that we live in and the world that we live in is under Hashatan's influence. But people are not out here intentionally just Worship serving Hashatan, Hashatan mm -hmm. right? They're they're in this world. They're in ignorance, so they're just living the world as they know it. Um, but they're not intentionally being disobedient to the Father. Um, before we actually get on that, I just want to tell a story really quick about... Uh, Ooh, story time. Well, not exactly a story, just something I saw. So, oh. um, But it is it kind of is a story. So, Yay. Um, I saw a post, and it was this woman. And she was essentially asking, you know, um, hey, Christians, I got a question. And she basically was asking the Christians, why don't they keep Pesach and they don't do this and they don't do that. And it was very much like, you know, the way that the question was asked, it was kind of presuming that they're intentionally not doing these things. Right. And what we have to remember is that none of us were born into this. Well, the mm -hmm. vast majority of us were not born into this. Mm -hmm. So the same reason why you used to do it is probably the same reason why they do it. Right. So, you have to remember that you did not know all of this at all the time. And the same way that you would have wanted somebody to approach you, you probably need to approach them the same way. Right now, I'm not talking about excusing sin or, or sinning to make people comfortable. But, you know, some of us, we like to try to force the word down people's throat. And uh, that's not the way to go about it. Smacking with the book. That's uh, if yeah. you remember earlier today, myself and um, yeah, who like I said. I told, I said, it's very important that we don't steal someone's light. We don't steal their joy. How they came is how they came. But that doesn't mean that's where they will remain. Yeah, that, ours. that's 
<laughs> anyway, um, yeah, so the, I, I believe that goes a lot into, um, you know, being humble, and, you know, not being arrogant, not being prideful, because like, you know, once again, you, you have to, the father brought you in one way. The father might not bring in another person another way, right? Maybe the father brought you in one way so that you can help somebody else that's coming in a different way. Um, and to help, which is like just to give them like more information, uh, more guidance on like what to look for or what to do, um, just depending on what it is in the circumstance, the type of situation or scenario. But the main thing is that even if you come in through his name or you come in through knowledge of the culture or you come in through doctrine in terms of indoctrination of likes to say, uh, I'll just say like camp views or, or, or whatever, something like that. You still want to be humble because just as the father brought you in and the father brought somebody else in, the father key that can cut you off easily and can cut the other person off. So you need to remain humble in that aspect. But go ahead, Kaylee's about to say something. Yeah, I was going to say uh, one person that was very humble. Um, actually, there's quite a few people in the scripture that was very humble. But one person in particular who we really don't associate with humility in regards to this uh, was Abraham. Father Abraham. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Had baby sons. It's kind of easy to glance past it. But when you think about it, Abraham had a lot of interaction with people that were not worshiping yes. Yah and a lot of sons all right and he had that too I am one of them and so are you yeah so um <laughs> he had a lot of interactions with people um so particularly in Genesis 23 yeah so we're gonna start there but we have some other we <laughs> yeah, have some other places start. where he actually um had some interactions and in some in some cases the father stepped in on his behalf but you know we'll see how how that ultimately went and we know we'll talk about all of that. All right. So Genesis 23. So starting at verse three. Um, now, this is after Sarah had died. It says, Abraham. Matter of fact, let me. Uh, no, I'll just read it from this version. So Abraham rose up from beside his bed and he spoke to the sons of Keth, saying, I am a foreigner and a sojourner or stranger among you. Give me property for a burial site among you so that I might bury my dead for my presence. And the sons of Keth answered Abraham, saying, here is my master. You are a prince of Elohim among us. First of all, they recognized who he was, who he was. So he didn't have to walk in there and saying he didn't have to boast. Oh, wow. No. OK, he no, they recognized who he was. Let's see. Based upon his character and based upon what he did, his former works, his belief and yeah, his yeah. belief evidenced by his work. Thank you. There mm -hmm. we go. Yeah, right. So his um, first works. Mm -hmm. So, see, that shows right there that the nations recognized who he was. It's not something that he had to boast about. But even before that, Go ahead. how did Abraham approach the sons of Keth? He asked for a burial site. He asked them. He went seeking something from them. Mm -hmm. Keep in mind, the father already told him that land was his. Oh. This is already a, told him the whole thing. Told every, any anything your eyes see or your feet walk, this is yours. So about what three verses in, we see a position of humility. Mm -hmm. We see a position of character mm -hmm. as well. Of of uh, what is it regarding somebody higher than yourself? Yes. Wow, dog! I just had some deja vu real quick. Anyway, um, 
Bury your dead and okay, I'm gonna start here by verse six. Hear us, my master. You are a prince of Elohim among us. Bury your dead in the choicest of your burial sites. None of us withhold from you the burial site from burying your dead. So Abraham rose and bowed himself to the people of the land. Stop right there. What did he do, guys? He he uh gave respect and honor. Bowed yeah. himself. Wow. He, he he respected the authority that was in that land. Mm-hmm. Yes. The sons of Keth, or Heth, whatever you want to say. Well, I say Keth. And he spoke with them, saying, If it is your desire that I bury my dead from my presence, hear me and approach Ephron, son of Zohar, Zohar for me. And let me have the cave of Machpelah, which he has, which is at the end of this field. Let him give it to me for the complete amount of, for silver as property for a burial site among you. Paul's right there. So he asking a man who is not his own for a favor from another man who is not his own. And you want to pay a full amount. Come on, y'all. And, he, and he's already been promised this whole entire land. This whole entire land actually belongs to him. There's no arrogance in this. And Ephron dwelt among the sons of Keth. And Ephron the Hittite answered Abraham in the hearing of the sons of Keth, all who entered the gate of the city, saying, No, my master, listen to me. I will give it to you. I will give you the field and the land that is in it. I will give it to you in the presence of the sons of my people. I will give it to you, bury your dead. And Abraham bowed himself before the people of the land, and he spoke to Ephron in the hearing of the people of the land, saying, If only you would listen to me or hear me, I shall give you the amount of silver for the field. Take it from me and let me bury my dead there. So we see that somebody wants to give Abraham something that is of another nation, right? And Abraham is saying, no, I'm going to pay for it. There's an instance where Abraham was had to go with the uh, the king of uh, Sodom and fight in a certain war, right? And this is the time where he had just right before he met Melchizedek. Um, and the king of Sodom wanted to give Abraham something. And Abraham was just like, no, you know, let's basically you say that I gained this because of because of you. I think this is like kind of like the same instance, though it's yes. not being stated. Mm-hmm. We can see a comparison of somebody wanting to give him something in this instance. And he's denying said, no, I'm going to pay for it. But anyway, it might you, you could. He doesn't want to give any any reason for someone say for someone to say to him what you have is because it's from us yeah abraham lined everything up to where everything he was acquiring and what acquiring it would would all come back to the father's works and what he said he was going to do all right and Ephron said abraham saying my master listen to me the land is worth 400 shekels of silver what is that between you and me so bury your dead and Abraham listened to Ephron, and he weighed out the silver for Ephron, which he had named in the hearing of the sons of Keth, 400 shekels of silver, currency of the merchants. Thus the field of Ephron, which is in Machpelah, which was before Mamre, the field of the cave, which is in it, all that all the trees that were in the field, which were in then the surrounding border, were deeded to Abraham as a possession in the presence of the sons of Keth before all who went at the gate of the city. So after that, Abraham buried Sarah, his wife, at the cave of the field of Machpelah before Mamre in Hebron and the land of Canaan. Once again, this whole entire land of Canaan already belongs to Abraham. This is so important because what does it say? Was it in uh, Hebrews? The father of our belief. Mm-hmm. So so um, 
Abraham is called the father of our belief. So what did the father of our belief do? He believed in what Yahuwah said and did it, and it was counted to him as righteousness. All right, so now that we we get that, some people would say, well, how, do you, how does that apply to me? You know, I'm not, I'm not out here trying to buy buy land from from Hittites <laughs> so are from Philistines so how does that apply to me mm -hmm. so there's actually quite a few ways I know Netsar what were you going to say I was going to say so uh, said had just said that Abraham was already given the land mm -hmm. Abraham still didn't just go and take it mm -hmm. this is one thing to consider even in our current time and climate and some of the things that's happening with uh, Israel-Palestine so uh, the Zionists believed that they had a claim to the land. They just went and took it. Mm -hmm. And we see the negative or the bad that has come from that. So even when the father promised you or he assures you that he's going to give you something, you still have to let him do his portion. You still do your work. Mm -hmm. But if you take things in your own, you might, you might be messing it up. There's no need to be arrogance because he's going to do what he says he's going to do yeah. on a side note about the israel palestine thing and i don't want to go too far into that you'll be surprised to know how many jewish people actually disagree with what's going on over there you'll be very surprised um i know we think that they're all like a monolith but actually no there's a lot of jewish people that can't stand the zionist um so that's just like a side note um i think pretty much everybody in the world right now doesn't agree with what israel is doing yeah. uh except for like some fundamentalist christians but that's just my quick aside um but yeah um that is one thing you know a lot of us we uh most of us recognize and i want to keyword most of us recognize in this walk that we can, we don't have the manpower to make these nations do what we want them to do and most of us understand that we have to wait for mashiach to return um to get these things done we can't do them on our own. Mm -hmm. Now you do still have some people who want something done now. There was, uh, you know, it's this, my money and I want it now. Yeah, there, there's actually been people I know who left the walk because they said, "Why are you waiting on?" They said Jesus, but you know, y'all, y'all Israelites worse than Christians because y'all waiting on Jesus. Like, well, it, okay, let's say that we all decided we're gonna go and we're gonna storm the White House and we're gonna take these things by force. It just takes one bomb. Just one, just one bomb, one airplane, and don't think they won't do it. Cause look it up in in 1985, they sure did bomb Philadelphia. I mean, so I mean, look at uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Yeah, Tulsa, Oklahoma. You know what I'm saying? Black like Wall Street. We don't have the kind of firepower to do this stuff. So we all recognize, for the most part, that we're going to have to wait. However, some Israelites, when they go on street corners, they say, "Well, I don't have the power to do this with the world at large." But I do have the power to make this white person bow and kiss my feet now. Mm -hmm. and I'm going to put my foot on it. I'm going to step on them and all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. For what? For right. what? What are you really gaining from that? I got, a, I got a verse for that, right? Go ahead. So Romans 12 says, bless those who persecute you. Bless those and do not curse. Re anyway, I'm keep going. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. This is called compassion, all right? Will the Mashiach say, I desire compassion? Has, have you not heard that I desire compassion and not sacrifice? Anyway, be of the same mind towards one another. Do not be proud in mind, but get along with the lowly. 
Do not be wise on your own estimation. Repay no evil for evil. Respect what is right in the sight of all men, not just Israelites, all men. If possible, on your part, what you can control, what you have the ability to do, be at peace with all men, not just Israelites, all men. That made me think about when the father said, I hate your feast days. I hate. So these so, are the fasts which I require. And then he lists what he wanted them to mm-hmm. do right? from the jump. So side note into that, just real quick for for some people that might be listening that might be listening that when they look at that verse, there's they use that to say that's why we shouldn't use the feast days. If you context. Yeah, yeah context, context is everything. If you read before and after, right, Please you'll do. see you'll see that the father says your feast days and your Sabbaths. When we go to Leviticus twenty three, he, he said mine. these are mine. All right. Yeah. So th- that's the key right there. Well why is he saying yours when he already said that these are mine? That doesn't make sense. That sounds like a that sounds like a contradiction. That's like the Bible's contradicting itself. Well, if you continue to read, you'll see that they were partaking in the feast days. They were also doing stuff that was abominable in the, in the eyes of the father that he did not like. So they were mixing. I got an example. Yeah. Um, let's say you graduate from college, right? I did. Let's say <laughs> you, you got a PhD from college recently. Don't say nothing. I didn't get a PhD. Yeah. <laughs> right. And in that, your family decided to throw a party. They did. Will you let me finish, man? Oh, my before bad. I hit ahead. you with this mic. <laughs> <laughs> they decided to throw a party, right? To congratulate you for uh, you know, getting your PhD. Now, you are a very particular person and you like certain things. Now, what your family does... I like strawberry cheesecake. Okay, cool. You like strawberry cheesecake, right? Mm-hmm. So your family decides no, to I get... Like, I like a strawberry cake, my bad. Not okay, cool. Yeah. They get a chocolate cake. With uh, bacon on it. Yeah, with bacon on it. Ugh. Right? A bacon-covered chocolate cake. That's yes. Nasty. And they invite your ex-girlfriend, God right? Damn. And they bring... They, they doing all this stuff at the party. Now, the, your family is having a good time at this party. Eating that cake. Eating that cake and, do, and doing cake. all this stuff... But none of the stuff at this party are things that you like. How do you handle that? Right? Now, here's the question. At the end of the day, even though they're saying they're throwing it for you, Mm -hmm. the only ones who are really getting enjoyment is them. And they knew from the jump that you weren't going to enjoy this. Mm -hmm. Is the party really for them or is it for you? Is it really for you or is it for them? Mm -hmm. Right? Because it could just be that they were using that as an excuse to throw a party Mm -hmm. so they could have a good time and you you were just the excuse to throw it. Ah. You see what I mean? Mm. So is it really your party or is it their party? Similar thing. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm going to go back here to back to Romans. Uh, starting at verse 12, verse 19. Beloved, do not revenge yourselves, but give place to the wrath. For it's been written, vengeance is mine and I shall repay. Says give place to whose wrath? Yahuwah's wrath. Okay. By, not uh, our wrath. No. Okay, I just wanted to make sure. And I just, I just want to add and make sure I make it very clear. Self-defense is not what this is talking about. Yes. No. This is talking about clear-cut vengeance, right? It's like turning the other cheek. Yeah. Well. And that, that don't literally mean somebody slapping your cheek. You give them the other cheek and you just slap them. It's not talking no, about that. It's, yeah. it's more so of like if Endurance. somebody, matter of well, fact, it, it'll. 
Well, part of it is pettiness too, but it yeah. mostly has to do with. So here's the thing. The next verse explains it. Yeah, let, let's let's do this. A lot of the verses that you read about in the quote unquote New Testament, mm-hmm. a lot of those things that you hear the world say that really applies to every single person, really only is talking about people inside the walk. It only depends right? on the context. However, mm-hmm. this is not a green light to now treat people outside of the walk any way you want. It doesn't mm-hmm. work like that. No. Right? Um, it's, it's almost like if, you know, you have your employee handbook at work. The things in that employee handbook are meant for work, right? Mm-hmm. Now, some of those things in that employee handbook have to do with general morality, right? Sometimes it's just general morality. If it's in the employee handbook, and you go home and you're not working there anymore. Does that mean that now you can? it's okay to go ahead and steal and lie and rob? No. Most of us have enough common sense to know that's just something they have to put in there. But it's not the green light now to go. I'm outside work, so I can yeah, do all I, I'm outside this stuff work, that work so telling me I can't I do. So, again, similar concept. Not exactly mm-hmm. the same, but similar concept. Mm-hmm. It's The reason why these things have to be taught is because, number one, they weren't being taught in that way um, during that time. But he's trying to make sure that if we're going to build this thing where we have a brotherhood, right, where we have this walk all together, we need to have some structure and we need to be able to have the, some, some mutual understandings about some things and how to deal with each other. But that, that was the point. Again, it was how we deal with each other. But that doesn't mean that when dealing with people outside of this, you can just treat them any kind of way you want. That's not mm-hmm. what it's saying. Yeah, so um, the next verse, verse 20 says, instead, so, beloved, do not revenge yourselves, but give place for the, give place to the wrath. It's basically, I mean, that's crazy, too, because it's just like the father is telling you to, like, look, someone's doing you wrong. You need to just need to let it go. So give place for the wrath. Like the father letting you know, don't worry about it. I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. You, you just do what you do. Walk away. Be at peace. Be humble. I got you. I'm going to take care of it. Because it has been written, vengeance is mine, and I shall repay, says Yahuwah. So you don't need to repay nothing. This is what you need to do. Instead, if your enemy hungers, feed him. If he thirsts, give him a drink. For in doing so, you shall heap coals of fire on his head. You know what? There's somebody that when you talk about that, there's somebody who... We didn't. We actually didn't plan to talk about, but we could use that as an example. Who? Elisha. So remember when the Assyrians came to Israel, and they were coming to, to for war, and he had these his servant there, and his servant got scared when the Assyrians showed up, and the prophet hadn't wasn't scared. And he asked Yahuwah to open the, the servant's eyes, and he saw all these soldiers surrounding the Assyrians, right? Well, Yahuwah struck the Assyrians with blindness. Uh, and Elijah led the Assyrians, or it might have been Elijah. I, I, you know, sometimes I get their names mixed up, but I'm pretty sure it was Elisha. He led the Assyrians to the king of Israel, and they were blind. Now, they could have just killed them all. But what did he? What did Elisha say? Do feed him and send them on their way, and they fed him and sent them on their way. Even um, the land which uh, Yahuwah promised to our forefathers, 
he gave them the like the outer perimeter of it. But even once they actually went into the land with uh, with Joshua, they had to eliminate certain certain races there. Mm-hmm. But they were not required to eliminate all nations that were already there. So some it was already it was already foreknown that they would be living amongst certain people in their land. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So even knowing it was their land, they would have still had to work work with some of their neighboring nations. Yeah. Because so. if you remember, there's some that said kill all of them. Then some of them said like take the spoils, take the yeah, take the women, shave their heads, mm-hmm. like if you find them attractive. Yeah. So the the question him. would be like, what differentiates? This is another topic, but what differentiates wiping out one whole nation and then this other one over here? Yeah. And we'll talk about that one day, too. And also, you know, when people say uh, things like you are and we'll just throw this out here real quick, because it's something we've been wanting to talk about for a while, too, about, uh, you know, you shall not marry them. You should not make intermarriages. And who's the them? Because a lot of us just assume that's just anybody that's not an Israelite. Mm -hmm. And some people presume that means anybody that's not black. And um, that's actually talking the them. There are very specific nations that you could not marry. But if that if somebody is not from that nation and they're willing to do this walk you can marry them even if they're not a native blood israelite mm-hmm. so but that's something else we'll talk about i remember uh what said before like so how does that um abraham buying the burial site lay to us one one quick example i can think of is my father so you know now Your we're not really, abraham <laughs> no no so like my blood father he okay he uh bought like when you go to like a what's it called when you buy the place where you get buried like a gravesite yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we call it gravesite um buying those uh buying those plots those pieces of land with the headstone but that right there is business just like what abraham was doing so that mm-hmm. way he can bury his dead or be buried amongst his family but when you're working with that person they may or may not have the same belief as you. Let's but, be real; they probably don't. But you want yeah. that, you want the interaction to benefit both of y'all. Because mm-hmm. one, um, you can be setting an example for them if they don't know what you know, and your interaction and how you handle your business with them. Yeah. Um, one thing with us Israelites, because we're trying to keep things exclusive, which in and of itself is not a bad thing. But sometimes we get so caught up in that, like um, a lot of us, we only do business. We only make businesses that benefit us as a people in and of itself is not a problem. Right. The issue comes because a lot of us believe it is wrong to do some type of business with people outside the walk. Look, if they are a person who's just trying to make money like you. It's okay to do business with them, right? Whether that be having a person that's not in the walk, that's your lawyer. Having a person that's not in the walk that does your taxes. Having a person that's not in the walk that does certain things. Now, if you can find somebody in the walk that does those things, absolutely go for it, right? If you trust that person. But you're not, you're not obligated to every interaction you have must be with somebody in the walk because number one a lot of us are online so a lot of us wouldn't 
or do not know anybody flesh and blood that's in the walk that can do these services or the nature of your business. Listen, again, I make games, right? We all at this point, you know, all of us, anybody who follows me on my other account, you've seen what I do. I commission people who are not in the walk. I've told uh, not sorry one time and then we have to be honest with ourselves too. The facts is we cannot grow on our own because nah, the nation as a home, we have family problems, we have debt, we have no money. So anytime you're trying to grow something, whether it is a business or seek counseling, you have to go to someone else who you have to who who has that skill set. Us generally, we don't have it, but yet you have some of those who claim that they're us, saying that we're kings. Bro, how you a king? Working a job making minimum wage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, you ain't no king. Yeah, you a you, peasant. You, yeah, you can't. You can't be a king. <laughs> you can't be a king. You can't be a king, and your car is financed. You're renting your house, and it's. I know you're renting your apartment, and and you got you government got, you, aid. You got government aid and credit card debt. You're not a king. You're not a king. Right. You can't be a king with debt because the the, the debtor is the slave to the lender. Mm-hmm. So just by that in itself, you can't be a king. We don't own the banks. Right? We don't own none of the stuff. So even if you want to develop and build something, we have to work with yeah, other so people. We, we have, yeah, we're going to have to do that to some degree. And here's the thing. A lot of those other people, they don't care what you believe because they're trying to make money. So it's it's it's. Now let's let's do this. Let's let's again. We have Abraham who did it. Solomon did it too. We're gonna to talk about him. We'll, we'll pull it. In fact, we're gonna pull. Let's let's go. Y'all we'll want to go ahead and talk about Solomon? Yeah, yeah. Where we at with it? Yeah. So Solomon, just to let y'all know, Solomon, um, he did some expeditions with uh, the king of Phoenicia. Or we'll, we'll say Phoenicia for now. Um, so his name was Hiram. Solomon and him were actually pretty good friends. They did a lot of business together. So when Solomon sent the uh, expeditions out to Ophir to get wood for the temple, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. guess whose men were there with him? Some of Hiram's people helped yes. build his home. Mm-hmm. They helped build the temple. Mm-hmm. They supplied the wood. He had workers Mm-hmm. They did this project together, and here's the crazy thing: Hiram was not only cool with Solomon; he was cool with David. In fact, the whole reason why he was that he felt fine helping him out was because he was cool with David. They did a lot of stuff together. But we're actually going to go ahead and pull that out. I got no problem if Mexicans build my house, bro. <laughs> well, you know, Mexicans—they just try to it's a car. Hey, oh my gosh, here we go. I don't man. know if I can say that, but <laughs> I was like, hey, bro, if y'all want to build it, because they work quick and All they right. don't take breaks. Yeah. So, so we can really. <sighs> There's actually a lot uh, we can do with that. Yeah, it's a lot. So, I'm going to start. Um, I'm going to start right here. It says that uh, 1 Kings 7 and 37, it says, he made the 10 stands like this. All of them, it's, it's a lot that that uh, this he, whoever this he is, we're going to find out who this he is. Um, but you can read from 37 up, 37 down, right? So I'm just starting right here. He made 10 stands like this. All of them were of one mold, one measure, and one shape. 
He made 10 basins of bronze. Each basin contained 40 baths, and each basin was four cubits, one basin of each of the 10 stands. And he put five stands on the right side of the house, five on the left side of the house, and he put the sea on the right side of the house to the east facing the north. And Haram made the pots and the shovels and the bowls. And Haram completed doing all the work that he was to do for King Solomon on the house of Yahuwah. That makes me think of when the nation left Israel and the Egyptians gave them gold. That's the same gold that they used when mm -hmm. they were building the tabernacle. Mm. So even from the earlier times, we never did nothing on our own. We never was on our own. We've always worked with, had assistance from, even supported others um in these endeavors like when abraham did when he was on the when he was on the roster for the four versus the five and the <laughs> yeah with the king yeah 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 uh with the with, with the that kings. battle yeah from uh sodom and gomorrah when, when they yeah, they, yeah, they, they took war. lot and mm -hmm. he joined up with them yes and fought the battle with them they had their own little allied forces right so again now we just want to make sure that we're, we're making a distinction. Again, we're not talking about joining in sin. We're not talking about joining in anything like that. We're talking but, about mutual things. Yeah, but there are times where, yes, you're going to have to join up with people who are not in the walk to do certain things. It's just the world that we live in. Mm -hmm. Right? Question. Answer. Is a tear. Is tire. that tire, tear, yeah. is that um, a place in Israel? No. Okay. Very close to, but no. First Kings 7, starting at verse 13. And King Solomon sent and brought Haram from Zir, or Tyre. Tyre, sorry. He was the son of a widow from the tribe of Naphtali. Now, some people say, see, he's an Israelite. Okay. And his father was a man of Tyre, or Zor, a bronze worker. And he was filled with wisdom and understanding and skill in working with all kinds of bronze work. So he came to King Solomon and did all his work. Who was his daddy? A, how do you say a Tyrian? <laughs> a Tyrian. A Tyrian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a Tyrian. You just say Phoenician, but yeah. Mm, Phoenician. Yeah. 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 So he was not a uh, Israelite. No. Yeah. So, but it also said that he was filled with wisdom and giftings. Mm -hmm. so yeah, and we, that was the father. So we can't mm -hmm. even say that special gifts and talents are exclusive to us either. Mm -mm. No, mm -mm. no. So again, all, all we're saying is yes. Sometimes you are going to have to join up with people who, and again, I, for the I want to emphasize, I'm mostly talking about business here, um, business and like let's say some legal matters and things mm -hmm. like that. Even when you're at work. Yeah, even when you're at work. Sometimes you're going to have to join up with people who are not in the walk just to accomplish a goal. And that's fine. And Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Look, you own, a, you own a business or you own a shop, right? That shop doesn't have to sell exclusively to Israelites. It's okay. You can sell to people that are not Israelites. It's perfectly fine. And I'm talking about Israelites in, in the faith, right? But even Israelites by blood, it is okay to have a white woman walk into your shop who wants a product and you sell her the product and give it the same customer service. You ain't got to look at her crazy or anything. It's fine. That dollar bill ain't got no color on it. Right? Yeah, it do. Green. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. None of, none of that. Except for the hunters, they got blue. 
Yeah, just go ahead. Now, again, if somebody is asking you to betray your faith or something like that, that's a different that's, thing. That's different. That's different, right? But just regular old business, you have you have a shop, you sell zitzits. A Jewish woman comes up there and wants to buy your zitzits. Sell her the zitzits. Give her the zitzits, boy. Sell her the zitzits. Stop playing. Stop it, playing. Stop playing. They like them. They right? Like them. They look sell good. her the zitzits, and you don't have to say anything about her being a fake Jew or nothing. Just sell her the zitzits and keep it pushing. Exactly. It's okay. And if she comes back and she's a regular... That Let actually, her be a regular. That mm-hmm. actually helps. It's okay. It's helping you. What does Mashiach say? They say, well, if uh, they're not against they, you, they came out. Well, yeah, he said they they came out from us, but they ain't with us. He was like, I mean, if they ain't, yeah. they ain't against us, then they for us. Yeah, just, just what the problem is. Yeah, yeah, just it's <laughs> okay. It's fine. <laughs> that that right there. Let's call it a uh, let's say like a New Testament campism that he had with his 12 he said y'all not with us so y'all not right yeah but then he had to correct him and say no yeah y'all got it wrong brothers yeah they did they not against us so what the, the problem, problem is <laughs> like what you what like you? so so y'all want people to have demons because because they not with us so even then it's okay if so if mad bro so let's say the three of us here right now it's it's okay even let's say we fellowship different locations with different groups it's yeah. that's okay too yeah, sometimes I fellowship on Clubhouse, and Caleb does not like it. I wouldn't call that fellowship. That's bro. not a fellowship. I, that's, that's not. That's, 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 a, uh, that's something no. I'll be having. I'll be having real life conversations. We'll be that's having, what you want to call it. I mean, we, we have good conversations. Okay, uh, I'll definitely I have. Would. I have. I have moved away from a certain uh, uh, genre. Okay. Well, either way, esteem to esteem, right? Yeah. Either, either way, you point are, is, when it way. comes down to business and getting certain <laughs> things done in this world, yes, you're going to have. Now, to be fair, the group of Israelites and, and Hebrews and people in the walk that we're talking about is not a huge group. Most people understand that you got to do these kind of things, mm-hmm. but there is that that group that acts like if you do any kind of interaction with anybody that's not a, in the walk or that's not black. That's wrong. And we're saying that, no, that's not wrong. You can still have that kind of business interaction with people. Now, when it comes down to more personal things, family relations, um, you know, friendships, Mm -hmm. that kind of thing. But then also you have people like coworkers and things of that nature. Um, It's a little different, but not drastically. Some of my greatest mentors, inspirations, and friends don't have my belief. Mm-hmm. So, well, let me ask y'all a personal question before we go into this. Outside of Torah, I want to make sure that's outside of Torah. Are there things in life, whether it be like, let's say, working out, business, things like that, where you've taken advice from people who are not in the walk? Uh, wait, hold on. So in other words, let's say the gym, football. I mean, Torah doesn't talk about football. Okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> I, I, I got to ask that question again. It's a dumb question, but there's some there's some there's some very extreme people in this. I so, feel you. Yeah. So I feel you. some very loud. Some yeah. Very some loud some very loud extremists. Extreme 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 sometimes. I understand. So just got to make sure they un- y'all understand. You know. Uh, okay. So for example, right? Um, learning how to work out. Or yeah. like, you know, the stages of like if you want stabilization yeah. or we want hypertrophy or you want um, uh, muscle endurance or strength endurance, stuff like that. That's not stated in Torah. Mm-hmm. That's from a secular book. 
but they studied the science of exercise and it's beneficial for you. I mean, Shaul says in terms of like working out the body, that's fine. Yeah. But so, I mean, like, I don't think anybody's against working out. Yeah. Well, ac- actually, actually, no, because some people say you have a workout spirit. Yeah, I was about to say. What? Yeah, there are. Yeah, there are. Yeah, 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 there are. Workout like, spirit, gaming I, spirit, I movie think spirit. You can like, be overly over religious. Like you're overly spiritual. Like mm-hmm. you're you're so much in the gym. It's it's kind of Unhealthy. which which may be the reason why some is like it can be steroids or the things they do with their bodies. I feel you. On you that. know what I'm saying a mega gym head like that. Yeah. My um, actually, my um, boxing coach, he's crazy. a, mm, I don't want to say he's a mega Christian, but he's a devout Christian. You know, he'll Jesus and Christian and Christmas you to death, but he knows his stuff. Wednesday comes to boxing, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I respect him. I learn so much from him. Yeah, yeah. I, I was about to say my son say is like is like that. You know, uh, he 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 won't Jesus you to death. He'll, you know, he. He, he 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 cuss a lot. <laughs> he, he cuss a whole lot. So you know, but you know, when it comes down to martial arts, man, that man, mm. that man is 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 not to be played with. So, um, you know, learned a lot from him. So, I can't sit around here and act like, you know, I, again, I, Torah is Torah. I'm I'm going to follow scripture and I'm going to follow that when it comes down to, um, Torah observance, mm. but. There are things about martial arts and even how he applies martial arts to certain things in life. It's beneficial, mm-hmm. right? So it's beneficial, it's helpful, and it has helped me to grow in certain areas. So now, again, say, Torah takes precedence. Mm-hmm. And if you say something that goes against that, got to go with the Torah here. Yes. Right? But if it's something that doesn't go against Torah, if it's something that's, that is helpful in life and beneficial, eat the meat, spit out the bones. So, and then I was going to say, um, if we're going to talk about what we should do, like living according to Torah, also know and be aware that the Torah, the Torah was written to be functional within a community mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. Israelite to Israelite, from Israelite to sojourner who is living with him temporarily or wants to permanently dwell. That's what it's written for. We're not living in that, in that, in that context anymore. So we have to use what is written and we have to figure out other ways to apply those those communal concepts to our lives to where we don't have a community. So you have to make it work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect example. Um, Torah law, there's a lot of capital punishments. You do this and you're supposed to stone the person to death. Yep. Um, last time I checked, stoning is illegal in the United Try States. Try that if you want to. Yeah. So um, stand by. Yeah, we we can't do that, right? So we have to find other ways to well, you if can, somebody does these things in in our communities, how we're going to deal with them. Most of us just choose to kick the person out of the assembly, mm-hmm. but we have to figure out a way to deal with that. But we mm-hmm. can't stone them. I mean, that's in a sense like purging the evil from among you. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Mm-hmm. So, but what I'm saying is, we've had to edit it. That person. They still get to live because they we live in the United States and we yeah. can't stone. Them. But even that law could be enforced in Torah because the ruling authority was Torah. It was mm-hmm. it was the priests, the kings, the judges. That's not our ruling authority here. Yeah. Our ruling authority is uh, Judge Mathis. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> our ruling authority is them circuit court, them general court yeah. judges, the mm-hmm. law enforcement here. So we have to 
take the Torah and we have to learn how to adapt it and make it work in our time so that way we can stay in accordance with Torah as well as even be lawful abiding citizens here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, now one thing I will say about the U.S. that's a little weird. Um, U.S. is the, because of the way the U.S. writes its laws. Um, sometimes there are things that you think are illegal that actually aren't. Yeah, <laughs> there yeah, are things yeah. that you think mm-hmm. are legal that actually are illegal and you have a bunch of laws that aren't enforced. So, you know, that can become an issue. But for the most part, you know, unless you start getting into the weeds of that stuff. Look, the law of the land says that a man can marry a man. Our law don't allow that. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not. It's not even allowed. It's, it's impossible in our law because our definition of marriage is different than the United States definition of marriage. Mm-hmm. So what do we do? We just don't practice that at all. We don't recognize it. It's simple as that. But the United States of America does. One example is in my job. There's a lot of women who like women, and women who are married to women, and sometimes they come to me for marriage advice, and I'm like the heck because i'm trying to think i was like there's what i want to say but then i'm thinking how can i use this to kind of help you but also tell you that i'm not of the same agreement as you as well i mean i ended up just told her yeah just uh i mean first of all you already know my position is different from yours but yeah just gonna get divorced so like, so yeah, so yeah. If you're telling me you're a you're a woman, you're telling me about marital problems between you and your woman. My first thing is yeah, yeah, go and get a divorce. So I'm sitting. So that can be a challenge also because you want to use that moment appropriately. Like, how can you possibly shed some light to this person without compromising? Because you don't want to tell a woman how to make your marriage work with a woman. Yeah, yeah. Like, cause now you're like you're stepping on your belief as well, and telling them like what you're doing is okay. Try this to make it work. Yeah. So, I had a situation to where um, I straight up told somebody. I straight up told um, you. You are gay. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gay? You nah, are gay. It was. It was more so like lesbian. like I was like, look. <sighs> My position, you know, in my belief, I understand what your preference is and what you believe. So, like, in terms of what I believe, I'm not, I don't, you know, I don't condone it. Um, I, I don't support it. If that's what you do, that's what you do. Mm-hmm. You know, and I cannot give you advice on that. I can't. Now. I've actually never had a gay couple ask me for advice. So Yeah, right. Um, never been in that position. So depending now, on the line of work you in, and now, you might see it a lot. Well, I know, I no. Don't mm. get me wrong. I've because um, I, I definitely have had some some gay girls at my job, um, and I don't, you know, I never have any personal problems with them as in people. But again, everybody, uh, especially at my old job, this job not so much. My old job, everybody already knew. Caleb, he he got on the zitzits. He an Israelite. He, he followed the Bible, right? You got a question about the Bible, he, he got an answer for you. Might not be a Christian answer, but he got an answer, mm-hmm. right? So the vast majority of people already knew where I stood, including her. Um, 
she just never asked me for advice. Now, we had plenty of conversations about the Bible and things like that, and sometimes she would try to challenge me, and sometimes she just wanted to know. But, you know, again, everybody already knew. She already knew it was in there. She knew I followed the Bible, and that was that. So some, and you know, some people that's just it just is what it is, and they don't have any problems with you. It's just that's your what you what you believe. As long as you don't try to force that on me, I don't care. And, yeah, we good. Know, but um, I will say that is one thing I think uh, we do have to recognize is living in this world because we are trying to follow Torah. Not everybody here is trying to do that. Now, I know we were just talking about business, right? But I want to make sure that conversation we were having, that is about business and acumen and things like that. This is now starting to deal with more like coworkers and things like that, where you have people who are actively having a lifestyle. Everyday relations of some sort. Everyday relations where these people, excuse me, these people actively are participating in something that is sin. Now, we're harping on uh, homosexuality, but there are other sins that also were worthy of death adultery mm-hmm. um certain types of fornication well not even certain types just we'll just put fornication in there even though fornication was a little differently fornication is an umbrella yeah fornication is an umbrella mm-hmm. um disrespecting parents i know a lot of people don't pay attention to that one but yeah that you could take a catch a couple bricks if yeah. you were disrespectful to your parents or you hit your parents or you cursed your it's parents. It's crazy because that was a community ones. thing. Yeah, that was a community it what, thing. What, uh, it was the elders, right? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, they hit you yeah. with bricks. So the, uh, I remember is like the, um, so if a child, I, I, I'm going to get the reference, but I remember that if a child is very rebellious to their parents and their parents have continued to correct them the and the child still continues to be rebellious, Mm -hmm. they will Mm -hmm. take that child to the elders and say, this child is a rebel and a drunkard. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so what they'll have to do is they'll be like, all right, let's go. Take that boy outside. Take that child outside. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they had to dig a pit or not. Whenever you stone somebody, you have to dig a pit. They had to dig a pit, and then they had to throw the child in the pit, throw the person in the pit. And And you cover cover them with a white cloth. Well, no, you don't cover them with a white cloth yet. Yeah, you do. You don't, because otherwise you're gonna have blood splattering all over the people. Oh, for real? Yeah, you gotta cover them with a white cloth. Oh, you just, you just throw it down there. Yeah, you no, you you cover them, and you, you dig the hole. You cover them with the pit, and then you just pelt them. Oh, dang. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So so, you, so that way you don't see it. It's almost like when you electrocute somebody and they put the bag over their head. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, that would be okay. something to see, like to see somebody getting busted up like that. That you don't want it to be like you want to make an example, but you don't want to. Yeah, traumatize or cause, cause like you. what we now call PTSD. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying in your community. Yeah, but the but you but you don't want to see the consequences. Yeah, yeah, you definitely want to yeah, see yeah, the consequences. Yeah, you don't want to see the, you don't want to see the gore. You, yeah, the brutality aspect. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, the point is of all of that um, when you once you start getting to the more personal aspect of things. How would we recommend, and we're, we have the example, but how would, what would be the best recommendation for dealing with, we'll start with coworkers because they're not quite as close, but you can get very close with your coworkers though. Cause oh I, yeah, no doubt. Don't yeah. engage in foolish talk for one, because yeah. we know men do what they do, mm-hmm. women do what they do. Sometimes they'll even ask, yeah, what you think about this? Or what would you do? When I get questions like that, I'll say, hey man, honestly, bro, I can't even get jiggy with that. Like, I, I I, got nothing. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what to tell you. Like, that's not what I do. Mm-hmm. I just tell them, hey, that's not what I do, man. I don't know what to tell you. 
But if they start hitting you with some wild stuff, some crazy, yeah, let's you say definitely got to know when to back off in the conversations. Mm-hmm. Turn that off. Like yeah. you don't have to be hard with it, disrespectful, offensive. You can just say, honestly, you know, that's not my thing right there. So like, there was one conversation these guys were having at work. They were talking about married women, like women married to other men, and these guys putting in their time with these married women. And I told them, I said, I said, hey, bro, nah. I said, honestly. You don't wanna you don't wanna get jiggy with that, bro. You don't wanna mess with that. Best thing I tell you, leave it alone, cause that brings certain risks and you and you don't wanna bring that upon yourself. And this guy said, Oh man, I I mess with plenty of married women. I said, Oh, oh shoot. I said, oh, I yeah, said time oh. to go. I said, I said, I said, hey bro, well you look up real quick like, I said, Oh shoot. I said, <laughs> I said, Hey man, well, I'm glad you made it out. Cause I know people who have gotten shot and killed. Oh yeah. Yeah, so Yeah. So and then you never know, you we don't know what the consequence may be because mm-hmm. of something inappropriate or wrong we're doing. So we have to be careful in how we respond to when someone engages us in conversations, and then we have to be careful um, if we're invited to the conversation mm-hmm. how we answer mm-hmm. certain questions. So one thing I will say. When you're dealing with conversations with people in the world, especially in this generation, because they get very, very, very explicit and they're very open about things. Sometimes mm-hmm. you don't even want to know. Mm-hmm. No modesty. Yeah. You have to at times just no be shame. like, look, sometimes you can just avoid the conversation or you can ignore it. Right. So I've had times where people are having conversations about very explicit sexual acts in detail. I just don't participate. Right. I try my best to ignore it if I can. If I can't, I just don't participate. Um, and I, if I can have a conversation with somebody else that's about something else, I will. But sometimes you get asked questions or things like that. Um, sometimes I'll look at the person like they're crazy. Um, I'll try to disrupt the energy sometimes. Yeah. Like if someone says something, I'll say real loud, like, yo, that's nuts. And then they'll start laughing. Then after yeah. that, they kind of shift shift the topic a little bit. Everybody laughing. They got sidetracked. Sometimes I'll yeah. do something just like to shift the room. Yeah, sometimes that. But sometimes you just got to be blunt with a hey, look, man. I'm, I'm not with that. You yeah, know? that too. So, so you know, say, so, hey man, look, I don't, I don't participate. And sometimes people might have conversations, and you'll be like, hey man, listen, uh, yeah, I don't want to talk about that. That con- that conversation is not something I, I want to talk about. That makes me uncomfortable. Hey, can we change the conversation? Yeah. Now, sometimes again, because let's say it's three people in the conversation, and there might be times where you, where you, especially if it's women, um, where you're talking and you're like, hey man, you know, can we change the subject? No, nah, we want to talk about this. So you just you leave. You just leave the conversation. Yeah, sometimes you yeah. Sometimes, sometimes you might just, just have to leave the room, or if you can, put headphones in. Yeah, put headphones in, let them talk about what yeah. they're going to talk about. Because that's, if, especially if we're talking about at work, that's not your space, so you can't yeah. make them leave or ask. I mean, you could ask them to leave, but they have every right to stay if they want to. Um, so at that point, you got to decide. Sometimes, you know, you you got to step away from it. Yeah, sometimes you got to, you know, go on break, whatever you got to do. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, just... um. Now, again, we're mostly talking about conversations that, again, just because of the world we live in, that turns sexual. But sometimes it's not even that. Sometimes they could be talking about things like zodiac signs and things yeah. like that. And they're trying to get you involved in that conversation. So, like me, I tell people straight up, I don't do that. Yeah. Caleb, what's your sign? I don't do that. But what, so, we can have a conversation about why I don't do it. We can have, But yeah. once you start trying to have a conversation with me about the zodiac and all this other stuff, I'm going to have. I've had and, some and sometimes I've had to come in and be like, listen. As an Israelite, 
I don't do this, right? So, so my, my response to the zodiac thing is, I said, yeah, I acknowledge that there are signs and that these signs carry characteristics, but I don't follow or study those signs as being the sole determinant mm-hmm. of what someone is, what category they fall under, because that's that's not how we work. Yeah, that's like, not how we work, and I leave it right there. I don't, yeah, they're I don't definitely do in the more sky. Like that's not a that's not yeah. a debate. So, the stars are up there. So two things for the first conversation that y'all talked about. Um, I know that for me in particular, I have one person has said like you know this that, and the other what he has done, and I'm and I have told him I said you need to stop that lifestyle. You don't need to be acting like that, and you know kind of shook it off and brushed it off here and there, but. Um, and just let people know. Sometimes I would let people know, like, nah, like, chill out. Sometimes I'd be like, yeah. Sometimes they'll, you know, change it a little bit. But they they deem me like a like a grandpa, kind of like an old soul of the office. Mm-hmm. So, That's their respect, to be so, honest. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Or like a like a big brother type yeah, of energy. I get that. I got that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like a big mm-hmm. brother. So um, sometimes they'll do brother. it. Sometimes it it just all depends on how, mm-hmm. you know how yeah. it is. Now for the other one. The Zodiac one, um, I have a little fun with this one. So, uh, <laughs> I have to. I'm not going to lie. What's your so, sign? I'm a stop sign. So, <laughs> That's so, funny, bro. So, they'll, they'll try to figure out what I am. Mm-hmm. I like, just tell them. I say, I say, so yeah. the time I was born, it falls under the Taurus cycle. That's all I say. I don't even say that. Um, I'm a pescatarian. That's I, funny, bro. I, I'm telling you, I didn't came up with some stuff. What is that? Like what, the 13th month what's, right what, there? Uh, yeah, what, sign, what sign are you? I don't have one. No, like, when, when's your birthday? I'm not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, when's your birthday? I'm not telling you. So then you're like, oh, he's a, he's a Sagittarius by the way that he's acting. No, no, he's kind of headstrong, so he might be a Taurus. That's crazy. Because you know what? Because my, my cousin. Yeah, my yeah, cousin, yeah. My cousin's like, <laughs> my cousin's like him. He, he's a Taurus. He's a Taurus. And so that in my head, I'm like, I've, I've done this research already, but I'm just going to keep on letting him go. And, <laughs> so, and, so, and so then, um, so then actually, prior, actually prior to that, I'll be like, so you trying to tell me that a constellation of stars determines how you're going to live your life or like determines what type of personality you are. Yeah, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. There's no way in the world. I, that's what I, I really, I, I go, I really go at them like that. Like I really challenge their <laughs> intelligence. And so, and so, and so I'm like, there's no way in the world that it, it does any of that. How can a star tell me how my personality is going to be? Ex- explain yeah. that to me. Oh, it's, it's it's you know, what I like and what I don't like. Exactly. Mm-hmm. They so they go and I say, well, you know what? If you look at it, most of all the zodiacs have a few characteristics in common. Yes, all all of them, of them do. Yeah. So then, once you know, having they ask me my birthday and stuff like that, and they trying to figure out by doing a compare and contrast with me, then uh, then they'll say you're a Taurus, and I'll, then I'll tell them my birthday. <laughs> so I'll tell them my birthday I, I'll eventually tell them Like oh see he's a Taurus And I'm sitting there like No that's not under the Taurus sign I said that's a, that's the Aries sign And then they're like Oh that makes sense <laughs> I'm like no it doesn't Cause you couldn't have figured out the first time So I, I, I do I do get a, I do have a good time with that Because it tries to I'm trying to show people like Like bro this, this information is incorrect 
Like you shouldn't be going by yeah, this. You're, yeah, so you're giving it more than what it deserves. Exa- exactly. Especially exactly. considering the fact that the zodiac is actually shifting. You got the wrong, months wrong, but that's another conversation. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other conversation. But yeah, um, ultimately, when it comes down to conversations, you got to know when to step away, when to shut them down. Mm. Which sometimes you can't interject and tell the person that that's wrong. Like, let's be real here. Most of us know that sleeping with a woman that's married is wrong, mm. right? Torah mm. or no Torah, we know that. Mm. So you hear somebody say that, that that's what they're doing. Yeah, I'm always doing it. You know you ain't right. And you, you know, just leave it at you, you know, know you, you right, know you're wrong, right? Bro, you know you ain't right. You know you're wrong. And what right. it, and they can they they not gonna cuss you out because they know you're right. So, I mean, they so can, they, yeah, they can probably defend it. I'm like, I mean, I'm, I mean they, they, they might try to defend it or they might try to brush it off, but they're not going to get mad at you because deep down they know you you're right. I mean, you can't defend sleeping with somebody else's wife is okay. Yeah. So, like, bro, at the end of the day, um, when it comes down to conversations, you definitely got to know, you know, when, when, uh, when to back away, when, and, and some of that's going to come with wisdom, but some things, again, yeah. you hear the conversation, you, and you know, oh my goodness, what are they talking about? Mm-hmm. It's time, probably time to. And don't to feel to bad if you find yourself in yeah. position and you don't know what to say, you don't know how to say it. Just keep quiet. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Us here, we we didn't had a little a little time, little experience talking and working with people. So mm-hmm. you know we, you know we we've said some things and arrogance said some things we shouldn't have said and handled it the wrong way. But we've gotten better over time. So you won't always know how to handle everything every time, but. Don't let it be a discouraging factor to something to keep you from engaging with people because we should. But where, where you can engage, engage. Where you don't know how, you're unsure, just step back because you don't want to give a, because we also carry the Father's name and we don't want to give a bad representation of that or bring mm-hmm. shame upon him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's one aspect of dealing with, you know, let's say coworkers. But then you also have the other aspect where, Holidays are coming up, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I've even changed positions on that, but we'll get to that after you finish. Yeah, uh, holidays are coming up, and uh, you know, of course, we are very—we uh, don't do those days, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have people who. Now, I will say this much too: uh, having worked with predominantly white black people and now working with predominantly white people, there actually is a difference in how they approach it. Mm-hmm. But one thing I have noticed is that with white people in particular, there's this assumption that you're doing this, right? And when you don't, when you tell them that you're not doing it, it, it don't last long. They, they, they're very quick to forget that you don't do these things. With black people, there still is that assumption that you're doing it. When you tell them you're not doing it, there's an initial shock. And then after a while, they start asking you, do you do this one? Mm-hmm. Right. So in both cases, however, you got to know how to how to deal with, you know, that. What what do you do if you get a gift? Because a person, they might give you a Christmas gift and they're not thinking about, you know, they're really just doing this out of the goodness of their heart. Receive it. This time of year. Receive and, it. Yeah. Receive so, it. well, mm-hmm. it depends on the context. All right. So. Uh, I'm going to receive it. So I'm going to tell you. Very much. No, well, let <laughs> me let me say why it depends on the context. Mm-hmm. I have a friend. Mm-hmm. She'll just give you stuff just to give you stuff. Mm-hmm. So in her mind, Christmas is just another excuse to give you something. Mm-hmm. But even if it wasn't Christmas, she'd still mm-hmm. give you something. Mm-hmm. Right? That's one thing. Now, I have another person who also would get me gifts. 
But they were doing it very different. Because it was Christmas? They were doing it because it was Christmas and because I celebrate, you're going to get this gift. Now, I know that you don't celebrate, hmm. but I'm still going to give you this gift because hmm. I still want you to celebrate. So this is going to be my backhand way of forcing you to celebrate. I'm receiving both. I'm going to tell you why. Yeah, I'm, okay, go ahead. Because, because receiving a gift does not mean imply or imply that uh, I'm celebrating no, a gift is a gift. Like, um, it's it's it simply is a gift. Uh, it's it's in the meaning. So, I'm just gonna say thank you, show you my gratitude. But if you come with any more, let's say holiday cheer, I'm not gonna take your cheer. I say, say, will you have a good holiday? Thank you very much for this gift. You know, you're always mm-hmm. welcome to come in if you wanna come in for whatever. But you just won't see a tree in my house. You yeah, know, but I'm still gonna receive what you have with gladness because I think that's a sign of uh, witnessing as well. Knowing how to receive things well, um, whether someone does it and whether they just give you something, because whether they give you something, it's still coming out of their kindness. Whether they do it knowing that it's, it's for Christmas or not knowing, they still had the thought of you with them, and they're taking their time, their resources, their money to bring something to you so in the first case mm-hmm. so what i would do in the first case i would receive it mm-hmm. because she actually would go out of her way mm-hmm. to make it as unchristmassy as possible for me mm-hmm. right she wouldn't wrap it in christmas gifts mm-hmm. she 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 would literally just pack it here you go she wouldn't even say merry yeah. christmas nothing she's like hey okay here you go caleb i would have done this for you even if it was just because right that i accepted mm-hmm. the other one went through to make sure they wrapped it in Christmas gifts, mm-hmm. that they put they put Merry Christmas. They made sure they did these things, knowing that I didn't celebrate, mm-hmm. right? And I and I knew the person mm-hmm. well enough to know this is why they're doing it. Mm-hmm. So I would not accept those ones if you're doing it like yeah, and like a slick kind of yeah. like deceitful man like yeah. that. But I say no because so I that one I would yeah, not yeah, yeah. accept because I know what you're trying mm-hmm. to do, mm-hmm. right? So. For that, it depends on the context. Now, so we're at that time of the year, Christmas year. So, you know, people like um, Happy Thanksgiving, Happy mm-hmm. Halloween, Merry Christmas. I was so hard with this joint at first. Whoa. That that I used to say, like, they were like, Merry Christmas. I used to say, um, Happy Winter Solstice. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I used to this say that. This dude is crazy. <laughs> I used to say Happy Winter Service or happy winter even uh, if they say Happy Thanksgiving. Nuts. I would say, you know, happy, what, November 24th, or you have a great weekend. That's what I say. That's, you know what, I'm that's saying? what I say now. Yeah, I still you, say that. You know, but yeah, now I'm like, one. but now I'm like, what do I get from throwing salt on someone else's sugar? So if they're well, happy if about you, but, something. Yeah, if you're doing it spitefully, yeah, I can yeah. understand why. So like, if they're happy about yeah. something, kind of like what I was saying, what we talked about earlier, I'm not going to. Take somebody to draw. If if you're excited about it, be excited about it. I'm not gonna do it. So like, if you tell me happy holidays, I'm a, I'm gonna say happy holidays or uh, you know what I'm saying uh, or like you have a wonderful break. I'm a yeah. still I'm a still I'm I'm not gonna tell you to have a merry Thanksgiving, but I'm gonna tell you I want you to have Enjoy, like be safe. I want you to like yeah. be well. I want you to be happy. Yeah, be safe. So I'm so if you tell me Merry Christmas, I'm gonna say you know, you have a great, great holiday break. I'm not telling you to have a great holiday. I'm telling you to have 
a great time a, off of work. A great break that happens during a holiday period. You know what I'm saying? The reason the reason yeah. that you're having a break is because of the holiday. Yeah, yeah, so so I want you to enjoy your break. I want you to enjoy your family. Y'all eating good, sharing gifts. I'm like, hey, family's very important. Enjoy all that stuff. Now, yeah, you know. now for me, I mean, yeah, I ain't gonna say Merry Christmas back to you. I ain't saying that at all. I ain't, I ain't gonna say Happy Thanksgiving. I usually just say, I, I, have a good one. I just say, well, I I'll say, you know, all right, have a great weekend. But I I'll say it with a smile. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I'll, just, I would say it's that. like I want to you know, like the same yeah. happiness you so, give me. I want to give that back. I you know, I know I know the other that stuff. I know that uh, they might think this, that, and the other, right? And uh, concerning their holiday or whatever, and they may know my position, they may not know my position. But if they're curious, curious enough to know my position, then I'll give that to them. Um, but I might throw like a little hint in there, just say, "Oh, you know, uh, uh, happy Thanksgiving to you. You have a great day." Yeah. So the mm. thing is, the thing is, you, have a great don't day. Be a, you don't want to be a butthole to somebody that's yeah, nice to you. We don't want, you don't yeah. need to be doing that. Yeah, we don't want to yeah. be a Grinch. You, you, you nah. don't want to be, no, I don't uh, care about well, being a Grinch. Well, you don't want to be a I'll be, yeah. be, 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 be a Grinch. I'll be Bob Humbug somebody. When I like, say like, the uh, Grinch, like nobody wanted to be around him. Like, we don't oh, want to okay. yeah, okay, yeah. We don't want to, like, be that. Like, this person just hates everything. They don't like. Don't give me nothing. It's like, this person don't like nothing. They don't get excited about nothing. I'm just That's not how we want it to be. We yeah. just want to like remove ourselves from certain from certain activities and festivities. Yeah. yeah. So but that's, we can that's do all. that and still and still and still have a a certain gladness or a joyous you Listen, know what I'm demeanor interaction. Yeah, yeah. People mm-hmm. tell me all the time, I'm in the store, I'll buy something and you know, I might have a quick conversation with them. Not like, you know, who could say it, but it'll just be like, you know, hey, the sky's blue, that kind of thing, and uh, that's you know, crazy. <laughs> that's nuts. And at the end, of, at the end of the conversation, all right, you have a good one, okay. And they'll say, you know, Merry Christmas or something. And I'm just like, all right, and I just wave. You don't, you know, it. You don't have to have this deep, long, drawn out conversation oh, condemning this person. Let me let me tell you something about yeah. your Christmas. Did you, did you just brother. say Merry Christmas? Did you say Christmas? <laughs> or like when somebody let say me, Good me. morning, like no, 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 Great Rising. Yeah, me. good grand Bro, rising. We don't say no morning reason. because me, this, that, and the, man. Me, just let the, the let me tell you something. They they genuinely are about being about your yes. Christmas. Yeah, they're genuinely just trying to be kind. I don't know. It's like if a kid is excited about Santa Claus, don't just step on him. Yeah, let them do what they do, man. Yeah, just there's, there's, let there's, them have their fun. There, there's ways yeah. to properly address things. Yes. Right? yes. So if again, the average person that's in the store. You're never going to see this person again. Mm-hmm. Let's let's be real. You're not going to see this human being again. They wish you a merry Christmas. You just smile and wave. Some some people can you can even say thank you because I've had that happen with somebody. Oh, you have a blessed Thanksgiving. Thank you. I appreciate it because they meant well, mm-hmm. right? I'm not about to go home and celebrate Thanksgiving, but they meant well. I'll even right. say you as well, like you have a blessed yeah, day. I'm not like gonna that. do that, but I, I'll say you know. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'm saying, I, you know what I'm saying I want you to have a a good day. I mean, I can't say you have a Baruch day. Is what I'm saying. I'll oh, say wait, it no, back. You, you know what I'm saying? I say you have a good day, or you do have a blessed day as well. Yeah, you know, yeah, hey, you know what I'm saying. You know, yeah, have, I want have you to have one. the same good day that you're yeah, designed well, for me. Basically, to have. yeah, what what yeah. you're at the end of the day, you're wishing me peace. Yeah, I want you the same. So the same thing. You have peace too. Yeah. I would like for you to have peace without these holidays, <laughs> but you ain't there, right? You're not there, so have peace. Prayerfully, the Father will bring you here, but you know, mm. 
So I want to preface something, right? Because it just kind of came to mind. The episode that we did on um, new me, who this, or like, who's this new me, right? Uh-huh. We, so right now we're talking about Christmas and we're saying we're not, we're saying that we are uh, not trying to, I guess, like tear down certain people concerning concerning their belief, like like gun hoeing it, right? If the we're not con- trying to shove stuff down people's throats. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate that because I could not get it out. Yeah. All right, so in the episode of of who knew me, who this, right? We talked about those that are believers or new believers coming into the belief, right? And we use Jeremiah ten in terms of to show that how we shouldn't be celebrating these certain holidays um, because of the nations. So I want to preface that because what we're talking about now is we're talking about dealing. We're talking about dealing. Um, with someone that is outside of the walk, right? They do not know. I mean, we, we said this before, but it just kind of came to mind to just like, look, reinstate that, you know, that doesn't know. So we're showing, we're doing our best to show how to be a light to the nations, to like literal in terms of to say, hey, you know, this is what we follow. This is what we do. And when we're interacting with someone, like Caleb said, you do not have to shove the Bible down their throat. You don't have to. You can still walk shove out. Down you can, throat. Exactly. You can still walk. <laughs> mm-hmm. You can still walk out Scripture by speaking the words, but you don't. All, you don't always have to say in the Bible and and Deuteronomy. Da, da, da. You don't have to do that. Yeah. You can just say, you know, based upon what I believe. Um, you know, I believe that this is something that we we shouldn't we shouldn't do. We shouldn't. It's not right for us to do. And then present evidence. Yeah. Right and there. Present right. Evidence. You my present evidence ground. on why. Because yeah. because the father doesn't just give us information. Just says, okay, I'm just gonna leave y'all here. Mm-hmm. What does say? You go from esteem to esteem. Mm-hmm. He continues to help us grow. We start off with milk, and then we grow so that we can be teachers, so that we can handle the quote unquote meat aspect of it. So yeah. all right, good. So. To land back off what you said, if you were listening to that new me, uh, that what what was it called, new me, new me, who this? Yeah, realistically, you already have some level of knowledge, and you were just you're you're trying to get some more. We're talking about people who would not readily listen to this podcast, right? We're talking about people who probably have not picked up the Bible and don't know what it says, but they think they're doing good, right? We're talking about people who were in your position before you came into the walk. That's all we're talking about and dealing with them. Now, again, we're going to do another episode on witnessing, right? This is specifically dealing with them, okay? Yeah, we're not talking about reaching out. Yeah, we're not talking about reaching out right now. We're just talking about dealing with them, living amongst them, okay? And again, because a lot of our people, when we start talking about living amongst the, the Goyim, again, we like to be loud, we like to yell at them, we like to make points. You don't have to do that. They wish you a Merry Christmas, and they mean very well. All you have to do is say, have a good one. Yeah, That's it. Just just say, have a good one, and let them do what they do. Okay? Mm -hmm. Now, again, there's a way to start talking to them about, you know, how it's, it's, you know, not right and things like that. But for now, have a good one. Your coworkers, here's an example of one I had. Um... I had a coworker who got everybody on our team 
a gift for Christmas last year. And the gift was actually very useful. But she did Functional. Yeah, but she didn't know that I didn't celebrate, right? Now, she knew I had a different belief, but she didn't know I didn't celebrate Christmas, right? So... Thought you celebrated Hanukkah. Well, no, she just thought I didn't... She didn't know I didn't celebrate Christmas at all. Oh, okay. So... When I got the gift, I was uncomfortable, right? Because, again, most people, I just assumed everybody knew. Since everybody knows I, I follow different beliefs, I just assumed everybody knew. So when I got the gift, I looked like I was a little uncomfortable. Uh, but she meant very well. Mm-hmm. So when nobody was around, I, I took her to the side. I said, hey, I just want to thank you for getting me the gift. But I want to let you know that, you know, I don't celebrate Christmas. And she looked and she was like, oh, I'm so sorry. Right. I was like, no, no, it's, it's fine. I, again, I appreciate the thought, but I, I just don't celebrate. Right. We were good. Later on, she asked why. So you don't have to try to force people to do things. You don't have to yell at people. You don't have to do these kind of things. Just be polite. I don't do this. And they'll say, OK. Most of the time, they'll say, okay, now sometimes you will get those people that, you don't celebrate Christmas, what in the world? Like, I remember one time I told a girl, I don't celebrate Christmas, oh, so you ain't got no joy. I'm like, so you telling me you only get joy one time out the year? But, <laughs> but yeah, you know, that's, some, that's... Some people do. Again, that's a different kind of conversation. I mean, that's still yeah. Easter, Mother's Day. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so, and again, we're using Christmas because that's right around the corner. But like you say, you do have other holidays, you know. If somebody wishes you a happy whatever the day is, it just... Have a good one, it, especially if this is going to be a person that you're never going to see again. Now, if it's coworkers or things like that, you can then you can again politely. I appreciate it. You know, I don't celebrate, but I appreciate it. Yeah, you can go into it just a little bit more. Yeah, you can go because you're going to see these people more. Mm-hmm. I I appreciate it, but you know, I don't so, celebrate. But thank you. Sometimes people that you work around will even like you know will correct themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say, oh, hey, uh, you have a merry actually. I know you don't celebrate Christmas. You have a great weekend. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That's, and that's showing like they respect. respect. Mm-hmm. They respect. Just as you show respect to them, mm-hmm. they show respect to you. Yeah. And this is also in a form of being a light, showing that you're you're having peace among among them. Another one is like, so we know that the uh that the that the uh Muslims during their time of the of their fasting, they're doing Ramadan. Doing Ramadan. Mm-hmm. I say, well, like they they have their greeting i forgot what the uh like what the verbiage is but if i find out about it, i'm like okay well you know what i'm saying I hope you have a great fast and that you learn something from it you know what i'm saying you come out stronger better than you were before so i i still give them even though i'm not doing the fast i'm gonna say well may this time still be beneficial to maybe you become up more, more upright because there's still righteousness in and like stripping yourself to make yourself uh, a better person because you're still you can still be performing a form of righteousness or be doing righteousness unawares. Well, so, I, at the know. end of the day, when it comes down to in 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 this instance, I'm gonna throw Muslims, Christians, and yeah. Jews all in the same box, and even to some extent Rastafarians. They're trying. Yeah, they they they're doing what they know. Whatever your and day they is. believe that they're yeah. serving Yahuwah. Yeah. Um, so obviously we don't agree. Yeah. Uh, and we're not going to do that. And we I'm not going to mm-hmm. encourage anybody to do that. But if that's you know where you are right now, then I'm just gonna leave you there. And you know, again, some that I think and 
I'm trying not to go into witnessing. We might just end up talking about witnesses and this just be a part two. But mm. um, one of the things I've learned, I learned this with my mom. So long story short, anybody who doesn't know, I came into the walk years before my mom did. Mm. Right. And one of the things I think with a lot of us, when we start witnessing the people, we want them to convert right now. Do it now. And that's not how this works most of the time. Just do Most it. of the time, when you plant that seed, it's going to take some time before that person actually makes that decision and comes to the knowledge. Your parents ain't growing the next day. Yeah. So in the case of a Muslim, right, Muslims actually have a lot of, they're, they're actually a lot closer than what you would think because they have a lot yeah. of the cultural elements, Muslim. right? So they because of that, yeah, so that's what I'm saying. It, it is, it's a form. Mm-hmm. Again, there's a lot of stuff when it comes down to Islam and the Quran that we disagree with. Mm-hmm. I, I can tell you right now, there's some things that if you pull out the Quran, I would say, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. But there's also some stuff in the Quran that I'm like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's right. Some stuff right? in there is even. Some of it is, is word for word, stuff, same thing out the scripture. Some stuff is even written better or it goes into more detail that's, that's, that's. A little more limited and more vague in the text. I yeah. say, well, that's because they they also yeah. pull from some of the other texts that we yeah. have too. So. so I would say, yeah. hey, if it if something is taking you to uh, righteousness, by all means, yeah. So do it. It just all it just all depends. Mm-hmm. It just all depends on. Um, well, based on their understanding, though. That's yeah. the thing. based on their understanding. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, their understanding and. When we say righteousness, we understand that, that towards righteousness, towards righteousness, towards so righteousness, but more so if you're more doing, so, yeah. more so what I mean is it's the same thing, but I'm emphasizing Mashiach. I'm emphasizing mm-hmm. Mashiach. Yeah. So, 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 so I never knock somebody like if they're doing Torah, but they may not call it that, or they, yeah, like maybe the book saying. is calling it some else of like, well, you may not know that you're doing Torah, but you're doing Torah. You keep doing it in, in the most sincere, truthful manner and keep seeking. Okay, yeah, I'm, yeah. yeah I'm, I knew what you meant, you know but I'm glad saying? you said that clearly because yeah. I, I know some people would be like, "What's this man talking about?" Yeah. So just just to make sure again, like things like Ramadan. Ramadan really comes from like Day of Atonement when you really look at it. Mm-hmm. So um, the only difference is we do it for a day and they do it for like 40 days, I believe. So it's, it's a time of revelation yeah. for them as they're coming to the end. I think it's called Aid uh, Aid uh, Aid Bin Mach. I no, it's forgot, not that but one. it's like it's it's said to be the time to where he uh Muhammad uh received the uh, Quran. So yeah. Oh, okay. So long story short, kind of like Mount Sinai. again, we're we're not about to do mm-hmm. Ramadan, right? Yeah. But and nor are we encouraging anybody to do the Ramadan because that's not in the Torah, right? But they have a heightened levels of charity and gifting during that time, which is a wonderful thing too. It's but like, again, that sounds like Day of yeah. Atonement. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So. If oh you my, have somebody, means yeah. So if you have somebody that's, to one that's doing that, mm-hmm. and then again, you're slowly giving information. Then they're gonna realize, okay, so what I was doing during Ramadan is not too off. It's not too far off from this, and this is technically older. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Sometimes the way we approach, we got to start changing the way we approach people, right? You got to find where you align. Yeah, we yeah find where you align. Find where things are similar. Mm-hmm. Right, so same thing with Christianity. A lot of times we like to go at them. You're not doing this. You're not doing this. You're not doing this. But let's focus on what they are doing. Mm -hmm. Right. What what do they believe? They believe in Mashiach. 
right? Their belief about Mashiach might not necessarily be 100% accurate, but they believe in him. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Let's build from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, okay. They may say they don't do Torah, but let's be real here. They do. And they don't form. do feast days. They don't eat pork, but you go into churches. There's a lot of churches that have the Ten Commandments in that church. Mm-hmm. They might not do the fourth one, but they try their best to keep the other nine. They feel they, every they, time some, you they, invite sometimes me. they believe that they're fulfilling the fourth one by Mashiach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every you time you invite so, me to, to do something, you're doing Torah. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. they have some level of Torah. Mm-hmm. It's just that Hashatan has gone in there and created mm-hmm. a lot of confusion. Same thing with Islam. They have a lot of Torah, but he's he's gone in there and created confusion. Mm-hmm. So instead of us going and attacking the confusion head on, mm-hmm. let's focus on what they're doing that is right. And prayerfully, through the Ruach, we can show them where the confusion is. And, they can, and again, it's going to be a process. It's not going to be an overnight thing. That's also a, um, a method in teaching, too, like when you're dealing with a student. Um, statistically, I've been reading about how that's not as beneficial for the student if you just tell them what they're doing wrong, what they're bad at. Mm-hmm. But you give them reinforcements, like, well, you did this good, but here's some areas, areas to improve on so yeah. that way... They're learning, but you're building, like you constantly want to build people too. Yeah, you can't um, just rip them. Yeah, I was, I was, uh, I had a couple of classes that I, I have a couple of classes <laughs> that I took, and um, well, one of the things in terms of uh, uh, the performance enhancement, no, no, excuse me, uh, the behavioral change uh, class that I took is that you you want to approach people positive like let's just say you have an issue with somebody Mm -hmm. right and and there's a problem you always want to approach that person with something that they're doing well say hey you know i really admire the way that you've handled that the way that you did this and this and the other now the next thing that you say is very important on how you say it Mm -hmm. you don't want to say that Mm -hmm. but what you did over here was wrong you always want to say now what you did over here I understand why you did it. Now, let's see if we can work on areas of improvement going forward. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a way that you have to preface things. So that's just something interesting. Well, let me let me add this, too, because a lot of people, and I've heard this a lot, um, there's some people who, this is going to sound kind of wrong, but this is how it appears, so I'm going to say it. Uh, it's like they get off on pissing people off. Oh, yeah. yeah right. It's called, yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah, so they... Uh, they um yeah they are trolls yeah so yeah. well they're not necessarily trolling on purpose but they kind of are so what? they kind of get <laughs> off I'm saying they're not doing it on purpose they're not you know because trolling technically is a little bit different but let's say they'll use the word and it's like bullying trolling yeah kind of kind of like bullying, like bullying. Yeah, yeah. so they 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 like let's again we're talking about Christmas they know Christmas is a sin um so instead of trying to bring that in a loving way. They'll just throw it at y'all doing this and y'all doing that and y'all doing this and y'all going. You need to get this tree at your house. Right. And the whole time they're doing that, like just five months ago, they weren't doing it. Right. But the whole time they're doing that. Right. And all they're doing is condemning. Right. And saying you're not doing the father's. You're not doing this. You're not doing that. And they're basically just attacking, attacking, attacking. And then when somebody says, hey, listen, I agree with what you're saying, but the way you're going about it is wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. You're making them mad. And they're, because they're mad, then I listen. I don't care who I make mad. You need to care because if, if, if they're, you need to care. But the reason why you need to care is not because, 
oh, I'm just so soft and I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. It's not that, right? Because even if you approach somebody softly, if what you're saying is hurt is harm, well, not harmful, but if it cuts, mm-hmm. it's going to cut. What's the verse but because that of the way you're coming at them, love. you're coming at them, and then you're kind of taking, let's be real, you're getting a little bit of pleasure out of it. You, you need to care because you want this person to be able to receive what you're saying. I will be sensitive right? to his needs. Right. Now, let's also make another distinction here because in the prophets, we know that some of the prophets sometimes said things to Israel and it was quite rough. Look, y'all need to divorce y'all women, right? slapping people up, ripping out beards. That's because they was wilding. Yeah, well, that too, but let's be let's be real here. The Israelites knew what they were doing wrong. Yeah. So I just want to emphasize, we're talking about people that don't know. Ooh, now this is, yeah. this is uh, it just came to me when you were talking about like slapping people. Um, you were talking about like <laughs> y'all doing liar. this, and y'all doing this. Yeah. Um, this should be for me to sum. You see, First Corinthians thirteen. Let me see. Um, where do I want to go? Actually, I'm gonna read the whole joint. Let me see. Starting at verse one. First, were you done or you got some more? You said no, first, you good. first you Corinthians right. 13? Yeah, chapter 13. Right. I, call, I like this kind of, code. like we're talking about acting in love because I like, I was mm-hmm. thinking if the father did to us what, what some of us do to these people, mm-hmm. us coming to salvation or repentance Boy? would not happen because say if the father just came to us, you are dirty, stinking, nasty. Here's all the sins you did. You need to stop doing it right now. We I mean, would be so. I mean, technically, he has done that. But, but no, no, but, not, but not in that way. But if not, he actually not in smacked way, us, yeah, not in the way. If he like, actually smacked yeah. us with our dirt, yeah, I don't think through our dirt, we wouldn't see like the that. father as loving. You see uh-huh. what I'm saying? We would not see him as a father. Well, so, I, well, some some people in um uh, in some forms or sects of Christianity, they do see the father as that. They'll mm-hmm. see the the God of the Old Testament was mean. Mm-hmm. He. He did this. He did that. He telling people this. He telling people that. But the God of but, the but New But you, but you got to, again, there's context. Yes, context. Exactly. context. They just exactly. haven't read Whenever enough. Whenever you exactly. see Yah going off on folks, they always knew what they were doing. It was an intentional thing. Mm-hmm. There was no excuse for it. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. We're not talking about We're this. talking again, about people who don't know. We're talking about mm-hmm. people who don't know, who believe they're doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. The followers did right? with rebellious people, and he right. had to check them. Again, they, these people that we're talking about here... They're not doing this stuff out of malice or I don't care, right? Even though some of them, sometimes when we hear the stuff they say, it sounds like that. And let's mm-hmm. be real. There are some people that are like that. Mm-hmm. And discernment will help you term that. But yeah. we're talking about people mm-hmm. that really genuine. These people that are following Islam or Christianity, they're not doing it mm-hmm. because, well, whatever. They really believe this is the way that yep. Yah so, wants them to be. So you have your children that you've raised them up with certain values, certain things that how they should conduct themselves. If they screw up, you're going to deal with them a certain way versus mm-hmm. if you adopt somebody 13, 14, 15 years old, they've done a certain way. You can't just come at them like that because they could just reject you. Because yep. you, you have yeah. to consider what they had before and I, and then you, you have to present the information a certain way because you, your focus should be them receiving it. I mean, even so, if we look at Israel, how many times was Israel in the desert and they complained, right? The first time they actually did that, even though it still wasn't right, the father actually gave them what they were asking for. Yeah, that was the one second of, uh, time they did that exact man, same the thing. The man and the quails. Yeah, but the second time they did the exact same thing. He sent serpents. But, well, no, he also sent quails the second time. 
I thought I, I thought it was but, I thought it was the first and second time he sent. I thought it was the first time he sent the mana and he the quails. He sent the mana and the quails. And then the, the second time, time he also sent quails, but when they eat started eating it while it was still in their mouths, they started dying. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. But look at all the things that happened in between there. Mm -hmm. The first time, okay, right? Still not right, but it's understandable because look where I just brought you out of. Look what's going on, right? But this second time, you just seen too much stuff at this point. You know better. Right? You you clearly know better. And they have been complaining in between that too. So, yeah, now now it's time for some some people to get taken up out of here, Mm -hmm. right? So... Again, we're dealing with some differences here. All right, go ahead, Nassar. All right. First Corinthians chapter 13, the way of love. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels. Side note, this tongues, when you see this stuff, off topic. It's not that. I'm putting it Honda. I'm putting it Honda. It ain't none of that stuff. This is language. Spoken language. I'm on a P. I'm on a P. You can spell it. You can write it down. I don't mind if he is crazy. It, it has grammar. <laughs> it said, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but I do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all belief so that I can remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away everything I own, and if I give over my body in order to boast, but do not have love, I receive no benefit. Love is patient. Love is kind. It is not envious. Love does not brag. It is not puffed up. It is not rude. It is not rude. It's not rude. rude. It is not (laughs) self-serving. It is not easily angered or resentful. It is not easily angered or resentful. Or angered or resentful easily. It is not glad about injustice, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. When it says believe all things, it don't mean believe everything you hear. Love never ends. But if there are prophecies, they will be set aside. If there are tongues, they will cease. If there is knowledge, it will be set aside. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when what is perfect comes, the partial will be set aside. When I was a child, I talked as a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. But when I became an adult, I set aside childish ways. For now we see in a mirror indirectly, but then we will see face to face. Now I know in part, but then I know, but then I will know fully, just as I have been fully known. And now these three remain, belief, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. 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 <laughs> this guy, man. <laughs> Love. Just turn into like a like watching a cheesy like Tyler Perry skip in this movie. It's like, yo, this is corny. Nah, not at all. <laughs> not at all. It ain't we ain't we ain't going out like that. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, yeah. All all we're saying is, and I don't know how many times we gotta say this, but we gotta say it to make sure y'all understand. Okay, on one hand, we're not saying to start celebrating Christmas and act like all we're saying is don't beat people up with the word. Deal with them and, yeah, in if, a loving if, manner. If they're, mm-hmm. if they're coming to you ignorantly, but they're coming to you in genuineness of their heart, respond accordingly, right? You don't have to wish them a Merry Christmas back. Just respond accordingly. And 
give them the same type of energy they were trying to give to you, right? They were not trying to intentionally come out and just be like, I know you celebrate Christmas. I'm going to force you. That, that's not what they were doing. They were just, they, they were being polite because they didn't know. They don't know you from a can of paint, right? Most of these people have never seen the zeet zeet in their life. Uh-huh. They don't know that, that, you, they, that you're wearing that and that means you don't, they don't know. So just deal with them from their point of ignorance. And then for those that you do spend more time with, like coworkers and mm-hmm. things like that, then you can be a little bit more open with them. Again, you don't have to force them. Be more open with them. Okay? Like I said, my job, everybody knew Caleb, this is what Caleb is about. And I had a lot of people that came to me on their own and asked me questions. Right? I didn't have to force anything down anybody's throat. Mm-hmm. They asked me. Right? But it's because, again, the way I carried myself, the way I dealt with people, I was friendly to everybody. I smiled at everybody. I cracked jokes with everybody just like I always do, right? But if you did something that wasn't right, I, I you know, that was against Torah, mm. I didn't I didn't participate in that. I backed away. And that's it. Yeah. That's you were talking about the fringes. I was thinking about uh some who see me wearing my fringes, they may ask me, like, what is that? Why are you wearing that? I've even had comments that 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 they thought that it was like a uh, unattractive or unappealing fashion statement. Mm-hmm. But then when I tell them, I said, no, this isn't a question of fashion. I said, I wear this because of this. Their stance changes like, Immediately. oh, I see. I've gotten the That makes sense. Okay, mm-hmm. I see where you're coming from. But before they thought I was doing it like a, a fashion you know sense. What I'm saying? Like I'm doing weird stuff like Kanye just because, like, no, nah, this is, has nothing to do with looks. This has to do with, mm, yeah. this is my stance. This is my position. This yeah. is what I believe. This is this you know? is something. Yeah, I, I do it. Like mm-hmm. I, I've had people. Why are you wearing those? Oh, it reminds me to keep the commandments. What? Yeah, it reminds me to keep God's commandments. Is something that you know. And I say God because you know I'm dealing with yeah. Him. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, it reminds me to keep His commandments. And you know, again, yeah. and that's another thing too. Or uh, even why they're not the same much, size? Yeah, but even even when it comes down to wording, I used to be very much against God and Lord. I still don't say Lord, and I yeah. still don't say Jesus Christ. <laughs> but uh, the way I, you I enunciated you. that, yeah, I, I still don't say you. that. I feel you. But I'll say something like the Messiah. I'll say it, but I'll use it and like, okay, so say, so like, okay. or I'll say who you call Jesus. I'll sometimes I, yeah, I'll say so, that. something like that. I'll yeah. say if you hear me say this, I'm talking about Jesus, just to make sure. Yeah. you know what I'm saying. You're able to follow me, page. or like, okay, yeah. you're calling Jesus. If not, okay, let's just say Messiah. You know yeah, you know what I'm saying. I'll say Messiah, yeah. or I'll, I'll say the Most High. I'll say, and I will sometimes say God, depending on who I'm talking to. Um, part of the reason why I don't openly use Yahuwah with certain people is because my old That's job. That's a big argument point. Right well, there. that too. But mm-hmm. my old job, I worked with a lot of different people who had different beliefs. And mm-hmm. some of those people actually were like witches and things like that. And what they would do with the name, I don't know. Yeah. So um, for that reason, I, for I would. For fear that they would misuse it, you would for just fear of, yourself, mis- yeah. of them misusing it. Mm-hmm. So for that reason, I wouldn't say Yahuwah in front That's of That's actually them. your love and protection for them because you, yeah. you you don't want them to hurt themselves. Yeah, because that was yeah. the thing. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you 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 try to do something crazy to Yahuwah and then, yeah. then your car blow up spontaneously. That's fine. Yeah, I'm not. Well, not really. I, 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 have no, <laughs> I don't want no parts of that. So um, for that reason, I wouldn't just openly use it. But um, yeah, even when trying to communicate with people, you know, I would because again, I'm trying to reach them, but I'm not trying to force it down their throat. So yeah, if God is what you understand, because you just you don't have the mental capacity to follow and remember Elohim, I'll say God because I want you to understand where you are, mm-hmm. right? And prayerfully, even if it's not me, the one who's doing it, 
you will reach a point where you'll get to that level, but you're not there now. And what's important to me is that you understand where from where you are. So I'm going to communicate to you from where you are. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, we have concluded this episode. But just one last time, let's please give the disclaimer one last time what we were saying in this episode. All right. Disclaimer. How to deal in the world, how to live amongst, not of the world. We're in it. So we have to function within how other people function within it. But in terms of their belief, their lifestyle, we are not of it. We have to deal we have to have conversations, sometimes even relationships with uh, certain people. So just know going forward, ask the father to help you with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding concerning his word so that you're able to speak and talk to people in a way that is pleasing and acceptable to the father in his sight. So Yahuwah brought you and guard you. Yahuwah make his face shine upon you and show favor unto you. Yahuwah lift up his face towards you and give you shalom. In the name of Yahusha, and we say shalom. 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 shalom.